Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 of Shoe Booty Sports. I am Grandpa, your host, with co-host Bradley Brown. He was cheesing there for us, so. Yeah, because it just opened up with a uh, clearing of my throat. (laughs) Yes, okay. Off to a good start. It was a wonderful smile to start, though. Very welcoming. (laughs) But Anyway, ladies and gents, uh, episode 19 of Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, or the marathon, and a unique challenge called the Rhino Ultra. Visit rhinoraces.com for details of those races and sign up there today. And also, you can find us on Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google, Bo- Apple and Google Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Shoe Booty Sports and follow us on Twitter with the same tag at shoe booty sports so we will dive right into it sec men's basketball tourney is coming up this week i believe it starts tomorrow actually with the lower seats playing tomorrow being wednesday this is tuesday march 8th we're coming at you at 8 43 p.m central time current time but believe the games start tomorrow with the lower seeds and the higher seeds the one through four seeds will be playing on friday but we will start now with uh, just a little preview of that. Uh, top four seeds, Auburn number one seed, Tennessee two, Kentucky three, Arkansas the four seed. Those are the four teams that will have a bye. Uh, like the, I, get, I don't even know if, if you would call it like two buys. It's almost like the lower seeds are like a play-in game. I, I see it as. No, uh, the tur- tourney is always kind of weirdly constructed, but cool at the same time. For our, for those watching on YouTube, I'm trying to pull up the bracket now, well, so that's what I keep <laughs> looking at. But so did you catch any of the game <clears throat> on Saturday between Tennessee and Arkansas? I did. Um, I saw it. It was I was two hours behind. I was on delay because we did the five k. Little Rock Marathon was this past weekend, ran both days. So we stopped with some family and had coffee there at the River Market and hung out with them. And then we, by the time I got home, showered, went over and watched the game. Like my mom and grandma were wanting to what my grandma was coming up and we were all going to watch the game. So by the time we did that, it was two hours behind. And we were down by a lot, Arkansas, we being... And then I checked at my phone, and I was talking to this chick that ran the race, and she goes, oh, that sucks, Arkansas lost. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and it actually got exciting at the end of the game, but I couldn't, I didn't get into it because my family was getting into it, but I wasn't getting into it because I was like, oh, I don't know what happened. But, but I at least, well, I was still intrigued. I wanted to see if we would make a comeback, and they did. Mm-hmm. So that was good on them. It was good to see that. But I did see the game. I didn't think it was so much Arkansas played poorly. It was more so Tennessee just came out Tennessee white hot, could not out, miss. Yeah, they made percent from three. <laughs> yeah, and they made like their first eight or something three pointers. Yeah. I'm and I think that's a real number. Like I think that's fairly accurate. It, it was insane. Yeah, they shot like seventy something percent in the. Say, I can't remember what their first half shooting numbers were, but. I feel like it wasn't that yeah, far was, off from that. Yeah, it was something stupid. But they cooled down in the second half, and that allowed Arkansas to get back into it. But, t- I mean, Tennessee, Kentucky, 
Auburn, all tough to beat at home. I think all they all went undefeated at home this season, didn't they? I think all three of those yeah, teams. Yeah, Tennessee, did. Kentucky, and yeah, Auburn did. Arkansas lost one game at home, I think. Yep. So top four seeds are very difficult to beat at home. And I don't even remember when Arkansas was. It might have been during that stretch was, when they yeah, was a were struggling. Game stretch. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when they got together, I mean, they beat number one Auburn at home. Uh, you know, then number one Auburn. But, well, Auburn is the top seed going into the tournament. Auburn, the SEC regular season champion. Uh, Tennessee right behind them with their win over Arkansas Saturday. Uh, by the way, we will touch up on the Arkansas-LSU game from last Wednesday. I just want to touch up on that real quick. What a game that was. Uh, LSU, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> LSU's like almost a middle-of-the-pack SEC team, and they are going to be a tough out for somebody in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if Arkansas – I believe if Arkansas that, – that could be the team that they end up playing – I, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough winning against a team three times in a season, man. Uh, yeah, especially that team. So, just, uh, you got a favorite to come out for the uh, SEC tournament? You think one of those four are going to win it, or you got a dark horse, or what are you thinking? Well, I would think one of those four. I do have a. I think LSU I, could come in and wreck house. Yeah, no, I do have a favorite. It's go ahead. I'm trying to pull up the bracket here. Who do you have, who oh. do you have as your favorite? Oh well, you know, I mean, just look over my uh, right shoulder here. So y'all know who my favorite's going to be. I going mean, with Arkansas, <laughs> they've been hot, man. But I'm not going to be majorly disappointed if they don't. I mean, just rest up for the for the big dance. Well, they've all, Arkansas's only won one of them. You know they've they've only won one SEC tournament, yeah, in their history of being in the league, and that was in two thousand. Even the year that they, even the years they won the national championship and then made it back, they didn't win it. So it, it's a tough tournament to win. I finally got it here pulled up. It's about time. Yeah, tell me about it. So, yeah, it looks like Arkansas will be playing LSU in their first game on Friday, <laughs> which would be the quarterfinals. Wow. Not exactly an easy game to start with because LSU will get the Ole Miss-Missouri winner. You would think LSU would come out on top of that. Just looking at it, just looking at it, I would think Tennessee has the easiest path to the semis. because. Auburn will have to play either A&M or Florida. That's not a gimme. <laughs> okay, yeah. Shout, shout out to my mom, by the way, who called as I'm looking this up. I hit the ignore button, and then she texts me, hey, I just tried to call you. You're probably po caught podcasting, but I'm just sitting at the airport. I'm like, okay, well, if you know it's podcasting, maybe wait till later, but or text first. It's cool. Yeah. Still love you, mom, but yeah, I would say, yeah, Tennessee, they have the South Carolina-Mississippi State winner. And then they take care of business there. They'll either get, in all likelihood, Kentucky or Alabama. 
that's the thing. Alabama, you know, can, that's no gimme for Kentucky to beat Alabama. No. All right, so this is in Tampa. Did you see what the Auburn player said? And he, he did a podcast interview with some Auburn fan. I don't know who he was, but uh, talking about teams that they'd like to see in the SEC tournament. And I can't remember who he said. He said another team. I, I think he said Florida. They, he said he'd like to see Florida again, just get back to that. But he was like, but I especially want Arkansas. They feel like he just said something about being disrespected and their coach being disrespected. I don't see how Bruce Pearl was disrespected in the games that they played at Fayetteville. He wasn't. Um, he's just mad about the teabagging at the end of the game that that Devo Davis is going to play on his highlight reel for the rest of his life, as he should. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, that's what they're upset about. But you guys, and I say you guys being Auburn, you put yourselves in that position by, you know, for that to happen by dancing on the on the Arkansas logo pregame. Like, well, like, what did you think was going to happen? You you go into Bud Walton Arena, maybe the rowdiest arena in the nation when when Arkansas is good, and then you do that pregame as the number one team. As Arkansas doesn't have enough ammunition already to get riled up for this game, we're playing the number one team in the country on national TV at our place. You're going to come dance on our logo pregame. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's let's just add a little more incentive to this game. And that's why. Yeah, that's why you got what you got at the end of the game. If you even want to call it disrespect. I mean, yeah, he could have pulled out and dribbled out, but. I don't know. I was good with it, and everybody else was too, except <laughs> except for Auburn. So, no. you now you can be mad about it, but there's a good chance that they'll meet again. It's possible. Uh, if Arkansas can beat LSU, they'll get the like you know probably Auburn, who will play the A and M Florida winner. I think Florida would come out of that against A and M, although A and M's playing pretty, it's playing good ball right now. Didn't they beat LSU Saturday? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I think they did. But anyway, getting to my favorite, you uh, you talked about Arkansas or yeah, Arkansas winning it. Um, I'm gonna go with Auburn. I'm gonna pick Auburn. It's the it's it's. Alabama was the best team in the league last year in the regular season. And, and I mean, I think they were the best team in the league last year in general. And they won the regular season crown and they won the tournament crown. That was Auburn this year. I think Auburn's just too deep. They're too like Auburn is a flawed team. I wouldn't be shocked if they won it all, but because I mean, I think they are that good, but they don't have. Like they've they've got a couple of good shooters, but like the freshman got the freshman can shoot the potential number one pick, uh, Jabari, Jabari Smith, I believe is his name. Mm. But they they don't have a lot of shooters around them. Like that's the thing for a number one team, they have a lot of guys with some goofy shooting forms. Like they're very athletic, <laughs> but they got a lot of guys that cannot shoot. Like that that kind of tripped me out when I watched them play us. 
Like they have a lot of guys that can't shoot free throws, that can't shoot a mid range shot. It, and it was, I mean, it was like weird form too. I'm like, this is the number one team in the country. Now they looked great in other ways. You know, that, that tall center that they have just, who just ate us alive, us being Arkansas. I know I'm not on the team, but it's my state. That's my school. So I say us. So if you want to pick that apart, pick that apart. But there are just, they just have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of good players. They do a lot of good things. They, I mean, they do a lot of things really well. They rebound, they get second chance points. They defend the paint and they, they don't give a whole, they don't give many second chances on defense. And I, I just think top top to bottom, they're the better team. On a neutral court, they're going to be a tough out. Uh, Tennessee would Tennessee will be a tough out. Arkansas will be a tough out. It could be any one of those four. But if you had to pick a dark horse from there to win it, who would you, who would you pick? Like a five through a five through thirteen seed. Five at five is LSU, and then all the way at the bottom is Georgia at fourteen. I don't think either one of us will pick them. Yeah, it has to be LSU. Yeah, it could very see it could be it could be to me. It could be to, it could be LSU, Alabama, or Florida. Like if any th- those three won it. I don't think Florida would win it. I don't think they're that deep. You know, they're not as deep as they usually are. But I could see, and Alabama's not as good, you know, as they were last year, obviously. They're a flawed team, but they could get hot. You know, they could get streaky and make some things happen. They play they play a lot of close games, and they just have to win three of them. <laughs> they just have to win three close games. So it could be... I'm gonna I, take I think, a timeout. Some doggy one outside. <laughs> all right, si- all right, Sippy. We'll take a timeout. And we'll get back <laughs> at it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, while my co-host Bradley Brown is taking his dog Sippy out to do her business, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about our sponsor, Rhino Races. Rhino Races, as you know, is a virtual running series, but it's a running series really like no other as far as virtual virtual races go. Uh, Rhino Races brings basically the virtual race experience uh, with a live action feel as far as awards, etc. Uh, these aren't your typical virtual race medals that you get or see online. Uh, not cheaply made by any stretch of the imagination. It's top-notch quality awards medals they even have a trophy style belt buckle two of them uh in the hall of fame buckle and the rhino ultra buckle legitimate real high quality belt buckles and medals very much worth checking out rhinoraces.com also they have something pretty cool it's a top 15 finisher coin it's a commemorative style coin custom made that they send to every top 15 finisher in the male and female category of each race. That's every race they offer, all five races. If you finish within the top 15 of that race, and obviously the male or female category, it doesn't matter. They're going to send you 
your custom coin along with your award after proof of completion is verified. Rhino Races has been around for over a year now. It's uh, it's a virtual it's a race series. Like that's the thing. It's not necessarily needed to be dubbed a virtual race series. That's just how it works. It's a legitimate running series that you can do at your own convenience, any t- anytime, anywhere. Just track it with your fitness app, whether it's your Garmin like I have here, whether you use Strava, whether you use Fitbit, whether you use Apple Watch, um, the Nike running app, Under Armour, what, whatever you choose. Uh, just what it, whatever your app, fitness app of choice is, use it. Uh, track your run. Now, this is after signing up. How it works is you go to their website, you pick your race, you sign up for it. They're on their website, rhinoraces.com, under races. Uh, just click the, just register for the race there. It's really simple. And you'll get it after your confirmation email, you'll get a welcome email from Rhino Races. And they'll kind of give you instructions on how things go, on how you're, just to make sure you're aware of, make sure you're aware of the rules and, you know, how the races are, how to submit your results and things like that. And once you do that, you, they will verify your results. And after your proof of completion is verified, you'll get your award by mail that was sent or that'll be sent to you with the mailing address you provide so anyway just wanted to give you a little a little more info a little more info on rhino races i had to use i didn't use my cough button there like i normally do so so well but anyway i am i just used anyway three times now so i am rambling at this point but just wanted to give you a little info on Rhino Races. So visit rhinoraces.com for details. Also check out their merchandise gear. They have beautiful two beautiful t-shirts, navy t-shirts with the Rhino Races logo on the front. Right, really cool custom Rhino Races wristbands. And other things are in the works as well. So and all very affordable, very affordable prices. They can be shipped to you. They can be in the mail the next day headed your way so again visit rhinoraces.com and and thanks for being our sponsor shoe booty sports so yeah of those dark horses if you want to call them that i i could see alabama or lsu being the ones come out on top i would i would go with you though i would pick lsu to be the to be the one to do it the five seed so really going out on a limb there (laughs) But, I mean, they're going to be a tough out for whoever has to play them, which will like, which will be Arkansas most likely in the quarterfinals. But I could see – I could definitely see LSU doing it. Um, LSU will probably go in as like a seven seed in the tourney. And, man, they're going to be a handful for whoever they play. LSU could get to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. I mean, they, they're that good. It's just – but they – but they – have come out on the losing end of a lot of close games. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they never know what can happen in the tournament. So, SEC tournament preview, I got Auburn. You're going with the Hawks. Yeah, why not? I hope you're right. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I just think Auburn's just too 
they're too talented all around, too well coached, and on a neutral floor. I just think they're I mean, they're the best. They're team. healthy and they play like they should. Yeah, they should win. For yeah, sure. I mean they're the they're the best team, and on yeah. a neutral floor, that that's they're the obvious favorite. So I'm not exactly going out on a limb, but I just genuinely think they're going to be the ones to come out on top of that. But we will stick with basketball and switch to the NBA. Did you catch any of the LeBron show? I texted you during it. Yeah. So I was watching, I was watching the first of the game and then I flipped over something else and got lost doing something else. And yeah, ended up flipping back over uh tuning in tuning back into that game like in the last five minutes so i pretty much missed out uh on lebron's best game as a laker yeah i don't don't know if you missed out i mean you didn't miss out completely but you you missed you missed a show if you missed any of it you missed a show it was a hell of a performance by lebron saturday night at home or at yeah yeah in la uh, Lakers snapped a five-game losing streak, beating Golden State. LeBron put up 56 points and just went off in the second half. He, There was a point he just went down and hit three threes in a row, long threes, and just showed why he's compared to Michael Jordan. Like th- th- He showed why it's debatable. Like, Jordan's going to be number one for me. I know he's number one for you. But you see him play like that and you say, and then obviously the 2016 final with Cleveland, you say, okay, I get it. (laughs) I get why the comparison is there. I get why it's a debate. And that was another example. Uh, LeBron just, he did what he did. He did what he does. He just willed a bad team to victory over a much, over a much more talented team. Now the Warriors don't have Draymond. Didn't have Draymond that night. Clay just still doesn't look right to me. He was uh, he was over there on the bench before coming back in at one point, and it looked like both of his legs were just completely wrapped in ice. It was I I was thinking like what happened to Clay? You know what? But that's just what they were doing to him. Yeah, you know, while on the bench. I guess if you get enough knee surgery, something like that's going to have to happen. But Clay just still doesn't look like Clay to me. But Golden State could still be the favorite, you know, to come out of the West if, if in fact, you know, they do that. I mean, Phoenix is going to be a tough out, and they're hungry. You know, they haven't won it, so it it could be their time. But if I had if I had to pick a if I had to pick an NBA Finals favorite today, it would be Golden State. It'd be the Warriors. But that that was a heck of a you know heck of a show by LeBron, and that was the thing. No AD. He didn't have AD. Malik Monk played a played a good game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, the the story was LeBron as it should have been. Thirty seven years old, dropping fifty six on Golden State making the most of of it when it mattered in the fourth quarter. That's the thing. He didn't play. He had like almost 40 in 25 minutes. It's not like he played the whole game. Now in the first half, yeah, he he had about wasn't 40, but it, 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 I I he he had almost 30 in like 25 minutes or something like that or 20. 
it, it was it was a wild stat. But it just it just reminded you of why the LeBron comparisons are there to begin with. And he it was just greatness, you know, just witnessing greatness. So appreciate it while you can. Speaking of, I I don't have this on the topic list, but have you seen any more of the Sixers with Harden and Embiid? I did. Yeah, I watched uh, about a quarter's worth uh, the other night. Seems to be working for them, <laughs> to say the least, man. And, yeah, I'd say and, I'd and say they won off, that man. trade. Yeah, and say they won that trade. You would have said that anyway, but considering. Uh, Simmons isn't even out there yet, and who knows with him? I mean, that there's a lot going on upstairs with that. But yeah, yeah, the Sixers clearly won that trade. I know, I I know, I really harped on the Shaq and Kobe comparisons, but it is a form. I'm going to backtrack some, and I mean, it is a form of, it, it is a Shaq and Kobe form, you know, for today. I mean, that's the, by form, I mean, that's like the formula, the kind of Shaq and Kobe formula, just the duo, the really good duo of players that can win a championship. That's what you really need. I mean, MJ could, didn't win it without Scotty. Now Shaq and Kobe won it when they were apart, but they had pieces around them too. Shaq had D Wade, uh, Kobe had Powell and, you know, a plethora of players around him, metal world peace, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, Shaq and Kobe, uh, like, I don't know. There, there's many you can go back on with that, but it's a form. It's that kind it's that formula. And those are two Hall of Fame caliber players. I could most definitely, I would, if I had to pick today, <coughs> cough button. It's hard to say that the 76ers won't be the ones to come out of the East. I mean, you still got to go through Milwaukee, and that's going to be tough, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers come out of the East. What say you? No, I mean, if they keep on playing like they're playing, yeah, it's not going to be a surprise. But, yeah, like you said, they still have to go through Milwaukee. Well, I would think they're only going to get better. You yeah, know, you play, would think. Playing with each other. So yeah. I can, I can most certainly I, – I don't know that I'm ready to pick them over Milwaukee, but it could happen. It, it can most certainly happen. Now, if they stay – now, maybe they could – maybe they could do it next year. I, I don't know. It, it's It's – it's borderline a toss-up. I don't. I would still probably pick Milwaukee, but I mean the Sixers could most definitely be the ones to come out of the East. So, just wanted to touch up a little bit on that and LeBron's greatness. So, he's all right, good. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> Doing but, that at thirty-seven. Thirty-seven, and he'll he'll pass Malone probably this season. Like that's the thing. I don't think that the season is necessarily a complete wash for him. They're not going to contend for a final spot, but he could pass Carl Malone on the number two scoring list this season or at the number two spot on the scoring list this season and pass Kareem next season. We'll, we'll see what happens. So we will jump to football now. It is, like I said, Tuesday, March 8th. So a lot happened today. 
in the pro football world. Now, Aaron Rodgers had originally said he wanted to, he wasn't going to drag out his decision. And he didn't. He said he would have had a decision by Tuesday, which is the day, I don't even know what it was. Just something involved where teams could do something with its players and free agents, etc. Uh, adding franchise tags, etc. And Rodgers announced that he is staying in Green Bay. Signed a four-year, $200 million deal to stay in Green Bay. That'll keep him there till he's 42. Yeah, Rodgers is 38 years old. Yeah. That is accurate. Yeah, he'll that'll keep him there till 42 years old. Which he he could you know it's a different game now he's taking care of himself he could play that long if yeah. he wants to which I don't see why he would want to walk away from fifty million dollars you know in a season so I could most certainly see him doing that uh, this allowed Green Bay to apply the franchise tag to Devontae Adams keeping him there with Rodgers so they're going to continue to be a dynamic duo Rodgers wanted certain commitments to keep the keep the team you know, contending and so, so does that make Jordan love just the dumbest NFL draft pick in the history of, or it, the, the most useless first, I won't say dumbest, but the most useless, maybe dumbest, most useless first round pick in the history of the draft. It's up there. It's up least. there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about the most useless, but man, it's gotta be top five for sure. Probably, probably is the most useless because at least Jamarcus Russell played. At least, at least you put him out there and at least could see what. Sure. Now you did put Jordan Love out there for a game, and you saw enough to know that okay, we want to keep Aaron Rodgers around as long as we possibly can. And that was part of the reason Rodgers wanted out was this current GM is the one that drafted Jordan Love in the first round rather than put rather than add some useful pieces to the team that could have helped them contend get out of the you know quarterfinals which they have struggled to do in recent years but yeah i i, I can understand roger i know i talk a lot about how dramatic he can be and i like what charles barkley said he's the pretty girl he's like the pretty girl that has to be told every day that she's pretty Totally get that. Like, can totally, yeah. can totally relate to that with Aaron Rodgers or see that, not relate to it. But <laughs> you don't have to tell me I'm pretty. Like, you can call me ugly. I'm good. Yeah. But, but that, that was big news. And then just Rodgers staying in Green Bay. And then immediately after, like, I've, I, it was pretty much immediately after you get word that Russell Russell Wilson has been traded to the Broncos. So the Broncos have said that they they had no like Russell Wilson's been their guy. I, the timing's a little too convenient for me to completely buy that. I'm sure they went out and got the uh, the Packers offensive coordinator or whatever he was, you know, for for quarterbacks coach whatever for a re as their head coach for a reason they wanted to lure rogers there so i don't completely buy that Schefter's reporting that you know they're at the mothership that 
Russell Wilson's been their guy the whole time, that they didn't talk to the Packers about Rodgers. I, I don't want to deny his reports. I mean, he's a heck of a reporter. But I'm sure I'm sure the Broncos at least they they had in mind like, hey, we, we want to see if we can get this guy. But yeah. how far those talks went, I don't know. But yeah, that's a heck of a get for the Broncos. Getting getting Russell Wilson, uh younger player. Uh I mean, they that I didn't see the full details. I don't know if they that they're even out yet, but I know the Broncos are gonna get multiple first round picks. They're gonna get Drew Locke for whatever that's worth. Uh but so how good can Green Bay and Denver be with the moves that these made? Uh, moves well, that these teams have made. Well, we know how good Green Bay can be because we we watched it last season. I mean, they just kind of coughed it up against the 49ers. I mean, we know how good they can be. They can be something special. Uh, I think this next coming season is probably going to be almost like the Ram season was this year. It's it's going to be Super Bowl or bust for them. Um, It'll Russ, be that for the last four years. Yeah, for, I mean, of course. For I mean, you're paying a guy contract. $50 million. You're, you're going to want a Super Bowl mm-hmm. a year. So, uh, I mean, heck, you'd think uh, dangerous would be pretty dangerous in uh, Denver. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I, I don't really know, like you said, the details of the trade. So, I mean. I don't know if they're available yet. I mean, I'm sorry, they probably are now, but as of this afternoon, they weren't they weren't made public yet, other than multiple first round picks and Drew Locke and some other pieces. I'm sure was, Denver really I'm sure Denver really I mean probably even overpaid, but for like giving up future picks, but why not? Don't blame them blame them at all. They're Denver's a quarterback away from making noise in the playoffs. You know, they got a solid mm. they got a solid defense. They got playmakers on offense, a stout, you know, a good old line. Dude. That, I, yeah, I get that, it. That division's gonna be pretty fun <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. We're gonna see what, Russ Wilson and Patrick Mahomes play each other twice a year. Twice a year. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, that that's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll it'll be harder for Russ, but I mean, the Broncos just got a lot better adding a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, like I mean, who who would you rather have had though if you were the Broncos? Would you have rather had Rodgers or or Russell Wilson? Uh just for just, and I only say that because I mean, Russ is I mean, he's a ten year vet, but he could yeah. play. He could play for another ten years if he wanted to. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It'd be hard to pick against either one of them. I mean, I guess you'd, I mean, if you got to pick, I guess you'd go with Rogers. Um, I mean, I would. Yeah. Cause it's like a, it's like a four or five, you know, four year window. And that's what Rogers is signed for. So, I mean, I'm sure that was their first pick, but I will say this, I can't go know, wrong with Russell Wilson either. I've seen a couple of photoshopped, you know, pictures of of uh, Aaron Rodgers in a Broncos uniform uh I didn't see any of those with Russell Wilson until it was announced that he was traded for, to the Broncos so uh, that makes me feel like 
Aaron Rodgers was their first choice. Uh, yeah, I, I would think so, but yeah, but, you know, it, it's, I'm basing it's a my huge I'm basing my opinion off of some pictures on the Twitter. So, I mean, it's basically facts. I mean, that's what my, a lot of people do. I mean, that's what everybody does on Twitter anyway, and then they talk about it like they're experts <laughs> on Twitter. So, because Twitter's okay. real life, everybody. And, and and we'll tweet this link out, you know, for this podcast on Twitter later. So as, as we sit here and rip it, but it's what it Man. is, you know. But uh, both teams yeah, just pretty cool. But, five minutes of my day. <laughs> I spend a little more time on it than that. Uh, but it's uh, mostly in the bathroom. But we don't have to get into that. But Denver just yeah. got yeah. Denver just got a lot better. Green Bay stays good probably i mean they're still listed as the favorites come out of the nfc according to vegas whether or not that happens i don't know i still want to see what trey lance can do in san francisco uh the rams aren't going to be the same team but they're going to have a lot of the same pieces come back uh so so we'll just have to wait and see how good they can be matt stafford and cooper cup are still going to ball out OBJ is not going to be there, I would think. Uh, I, I would think they're going to try to find a way to keep Von. If that, see, that's the thing. I don't know if they can afford Von Miller and all these other pieces. Yeah, and they're going to pay Aaron Donald. Uh, they're going to pay Sean McVay, although that's not going to take a take anything out of your cap. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be harder for the Broncos to come out of the AFC just with how good they are or good that conference is. You got the Bills, you got the Chiefs, you got the Bengals now. I'm still yeah, waiting to see that, what the Bengals are going to do. That Hopefully. probably had something to do with A.A. Ron's decision, too. A uh, po- little, bit, little bit easier path in from Green what Bay. I, from, from what I heard, I'm, yeah, probably, but from what I heard, it was... I don't think he... I, I just I don't think he wanted to leave Green Bay. I don't think he wanted to leave them. No, uh, but he knew how attractive, like the the Denver roster is better. Like it's a better all around roster, and that was his lure to to Denver. Was that I mean this? I got I'm gonna have better, I'm gonna have better pieces around. And, you know, it's not like Green Bay's a slouch team by any means, but we've seen how they are without Aaron Rodgers. You know, the Denver. I mean, I, I, they've been saying that they're a quarterback away, and and they just got a quarterback. So we're going to see how we're going to see just how good that team can be. Um, I mean, it was got like they they've been looking for a guy since Peyton Manning, and before that they were looking for a guy since John Elway. So they've kind of always been a quarterback away. Although you could say that about most teams, right? The Detroit Lions. <laughs> Oh, no, never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had a guy, like, literally the guy that they've had for the last 10 years or what, 10, 12 years, whatever it's been. Has, wins the Super Bowl gosh, his, his first season long? away. Yeah, wins the Super Bowl, first season away, and just balls out. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's just the lines for you. But, yeah. How good can these teams be? Green Bay will be. I don't know if they're 
yeah, they're arguably the favorite to come out of the NFC. Are the favorite according to to Vegas. Denver with Russ, they're contenders now. So that's going to be fun to watch. And yeah, so moving or sticking with the sticking with the NFL. Uh, moving on just to a different topic in the league. Uh, Calvin Ridley, it's announced that he's been suspended for all of next season for gambling on NFL games. Uh, I believe he spent, I don't know if it was one bet or that's what he totaled, but it was a, it was $1,500 that Calvin Ridley. Do we even know what the bet was? No, uh, uh, it might be on his Twitter. Um, now we at shoe booty sports did retweet a tweet from Calvin Ridley that, uh, I personally found humorous. Uh, so he said something along the lines, I bet $1,500. I don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was pretty good. I mean, you might as well, make, I mean, you're already suspended. You might as well make the most of it, I guess. What's, a, what's he making per season? A lot more than that. Yeah. I don't know. The guy can, the guy can play, but he's going to miss a, a whole season because he decided to spend. You, $1,500 gambling on NFL games. So how bad does uh, Matty Ice feel right now? He can't He can't feel that bad because I was, as I was looking up Aaron Rodgers' deal, uh, Matty Ice is still one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So he, he's not going to feel too bad about it. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, he's, he's missing a piece for sure. I mean, who does he even have to throw to now? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, they've got pits, but he's a tight end. Kind of. I mean, he he's a wide receiver. Yeah, he's a wide receiver. End. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, hell, they he's gonna be off. worth looking. He's going to be worth looking into seriously for, you know, fantasy points now. Oh yeah. I mean, who else is he going to go to? So that's something to think about, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle Pitts. Uh, I don't know if he's a sleeper fantasy picket tight end, but no, nah, he's not a his sleeper. St- his stock just rose significantly. So. Yeah, maybe this year he can score a touchdown in the U.S. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't even know what his numbers were from last they, year. I mean, he had like two good games. Uh, he didn't really do so hot for me <laughs> this season. He I didn't did have a couple yeah. of good games. It didn't feel like a lot, though. I didn't have him, so I don't know. He didn't find the end zone that much. Mm. I don't think the Falcons did in general which is probably why their record was what it was. But, and they lost a tremendous amount of, there was a stretch where they lost like all their road games. It was like their first eight or something, or six or eight road games, some ridiculous number. But it, what what do you think of the suspension? I mean, was it was it fair? Was it too harsh? What are your thoughts on it? My My take on it is, man, with all the other crap that they've suspended for, like, Man, hell, there's been a couple of guys beat their wives and girlfriends and didn't get suspended a whole season, right? Well, yeah, some some got suspended like what two, three games, like the Greg Hardy thing. Although he's not in the league anymore, but oh yeah, I mean, you can beat up your you can beat up your wife and just get six games or whatever, or three or four. Yeah, the math really doesn't work out on it, but I mean, it's. I mean, I think it's fair. I mean, yeah. I agree. 
Now, like you said, the math. I think the other ones should be way worse. Exactly. That's my take (laughs) on it. You could say that. You could say the other the other crimes are worse and should be uh, punishment should be harsher for that. But that doesn't make that doesn't mean that this punishment shouldn't be harsh too. It's like it's like my take on Pete Rose not getting in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You did the one thing that would keep you out. Yeah. Like, I mean, you did heck, the one thing that would keep you out of the Hall of Fame, and Calvin Ridley knew he wasn't supposed to gamble on games and did it anyway. So now he's suffering the consequences for it. It's like Shikari, I can't remember her last name, the sprinter from LSU, the, the Olympic sprinter, very outspoken. and I can't remember. Shikari Richardson or something. Uh at at that point was the best sprinter in the world and knowingly or smoked weed knowing it was a banned substance for the olympics and she ended up being banned from the olympics yeah last year because she smoked weed and everybody was coming to her aid that well her mom died and she her birth mother died and she was depressed about it it's like okay i mean yeah that sucks but you still did still went against the rules it's in the rules yeah the argument whether or not it should be a rule is irrelevant the same with the gambling i can understand why gambling isn't you know allowed because you could potentially you know fix games that's what i mean there's a reason that rule is there and the whole the whole weed thing you could say well it's not even like a performance enhancer well so what it's still against the rules if they told me i couldn't drink diet coke while i was you know competing in the olympics or training for it guess what i would stay away from diet coke it's a stupid rule but it's still the rule i'm okay i'm still not i want this bad enough that i'm gonna avoid drinking diet coke no matter how much i like diet coke they don't let you double dribble in basketball just because you, you know, you feel down. <laughs> oh, it's okay. He's, he's fine. He can double dribble. Walk exactly. all you want. I mean, yeah. I guess you can walk if you're LeBron, but only like a few times a game. Well, that's just a crab triple. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's different. But yeah, it's in, it's in the rules. I mean, yeah, she's going to, I mean, take Josh Gordon. I mean, hell, he got suspended three or four seasons for marijuana right i mean he's gotten suspended like four four thousand times like i i I had a tweet out when the patriots got him or something some team i don't even know where he's at now but i remember saying like maybe the 14th time is the charm (laughs) yeah something like that and and it's the number's probably pretty pretty close to that so I, i don't know it's against the it's against the rules like if you want this bad whether or not it's a rule you want to talk about that sure or whether it should be but the like we said the we're we're kind of getting off topic a little bit but it's it falls in line we're coming we're coming back around to it but the point is if it's against the rules don't do it you know there's a lot of things that i can't do at my job or i'll get in trouble for it i can't eat lunch in my own office because it's an infection control problem because I'm around a bunch of hospital supplies. If I just said, I'm having a bad day, I want to, you know, their bosses aren't even here. Like, and I'm having a bad day. I'm going to 
do this anyway. If I got caught and got in trouble for it, that's still on me because I knew it was against the rules and I did it anyway. Same applies to this. Same applies to Shikari. Um, this being Ridley. Yeah, just it's cool. It's cool to follow the rules, everybody. So, come on. So yeah, I think the suspension is fair. Just, uh, just, just don't do it. And you could say, yeah, you can say other people, other guys around the league are doing it too. Well, guess what? Ridley's the one that got caught. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the one that we're going to talk about. So anyway, yeah. All right. We will jump back to college hoops now. Started with college hoops. Well, we're going to jump to the ACC now. Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium was Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday early evening. And they're in Durham. but And UNC did not follow the script that I'm sure a lot of people had already mapped out and <laughs> ended up beating the Dukies by double digits <laughs> and yeah. yeah that was uh i did not watch the game uh i didn't see the i didn't see the pre-game festivities or all that it was all kind of i would have liked to have seen it i guess i'm not a duke fan i mean but the, but this is the bet this is the greatest coach uh resume wise to ever come through college basketball I mean, you could throw, you could say Wooden's in that class, but I mean, all time winning as coach, as far as just total wins, it's, you know, Shashevsky. Uh, five national championships. Hard to, hard to deny that he's not the, the greatest. Uh, but I would have liked to have seen it. I didn't see it. I know all, a lot of the former players were there. Uh, but yeah, North Carolina didn't get the memo that they were supposed to, supposed to, lose that game yeah yeah i did see i didn't watch any of it either but i did see a couple of screenshots of you know of a couple of duke fans crying uh you know that they lost and it was a kind of a chuckle moment like whenever i seen it flash across the bottom of the screen i was like holy crap that i don't think that was supposed to happen uh and then i got even a bigger laugh uh when i thought about uh, hearing about the guy that bought four tickets for a million dollars to that game. <laughs> oh, wow. I did not know it, that. Yeah. What? So, he bought four yeah, tickets? Four for... tickets for a million dollars to watch him lose. I think um, that's, yeah. I think that's what I read. There might have been, might have yeah, been a hundred thousand dollars, but it might have been a million. Well, it's kind of a difference. Well, we I might... think it was a million. We'll need to fact check for the point that. of my score for the point of my story. It was a million dollars, but yeah, I mean, it was something absurd. If it's a hundred thousand, that's absurd. I mean, it's still, yeah, the I mean, average it's still. ticket, the average ticket price was like oh, five grand. It was definitely a million dollars, which is absurd. It was, it was five grand is dollars because it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't 25 grand a ticket. I'll tell you that much. It was something stupid. And you pay that much money to sit there for what an hour and a half, two hours and watch a loss yeah and then watch the team lose cool and uh, what what was coach k saying after the game like when he was addressing the fans or i think we're trying to cheer him on even after the loss and he was like no don't do that you know? <laughs> yeah he's like this is unacceptable that's yeah like, yeah that's i mean he's a he's a fight he's a fighter he's a competitive guy like i get it 
I mean, the, he's successful for a reason. And like, that's the thing. Coach K did come from, he came from Army with a losing record. Duke took a lot of flack for hiring him. And then they go get Johnny Dawkins, you know, before my time of getting into college basketball. And that was when the tide turned of, okay, Duke can get, you know, legitimate players. They're not just a, not just a rich white guy, you know, school anymore. Um, they can go get like just anybody. And the Dawkins era kind of started that. And then it just kind of, and then it just built from there. And they became what they became in the early 90s. Arkansas still kicked their ass in the 94 national championship game. So we picked there. It was a close, it was a close game. But but I you know, they got the you know, Hogs got the win, only but national championship in basketball. So Coach K's done okay since then. But I'm I'm still gonna rock that for the rest, you know, for the rest of my life, basically. So or talk about it. Uh, it, as far as his, I mean, his legacy goes, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best, he's the best, best basketball coach in college basketball history, as far as I'm concerned. But that was pretty, that was cool to see. Duke is still, I mean, they, they still got a team that can go win it all. So yeah, we'll see what they do. Distractions on Saturday. So, yeah, that was the thing. It's like, if they, if they lose, it'll, the story will be that it was because of all that. If they won, it would have been like, okay, they were energized from that. I, I don't know if it had an effect on the game or not, but either way, North Carolina was just better. I mean, obviously the score indicated that, but seeing a little bit of it, I did see the just highlights. Yeah, North, North Carolina was just better. They came to play. And I'm sure North Carolina, I mean, that's their arch rival. You know, yeah. you, you know that they're fired up. I'm like, yeah, let's go hand this dude a loss in his last home game. So I'm sure it was, uh, uh I'm, I'm sure it, there was probably as much fuel to their fire as it was for, for Duke. So, oh, yeah. But the, I did watch some of the like the hype video they had before the game. That was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty well put together. But <laughs> all right, sticking, sticking with basketball. Uh, but jumping back to the Lakers, uh, Westbrook, uh, as I was putting together this topic list, I saw that he, you know, had something to say about just, uh, and what Westbrook is a player that's real, he's real critical of, or kind of at the forefront of, uh, not necessarily lashing back, but responding to, fans lashing out at the players which i'm all for you know if, if a fan's gonna feel ballsy enough to talk trash and in the stands then i think a player should be able to say you know to say something back or you know do whatever they have to do to de to defend themselves within reason mm -hmm. but uh li listening to listening to him and his I think it was a post-game presser, might have been post-practice something, talking about uh, just the slander against his name, the Westbrook name, talking about how his 
uh, kid is real, his teacher, his kid's teacher was saying his son is real proud of his name that he writes it on everything and from now on when he hears things like west brick and things like that he's gonna fight back <laughs> against that he didn't say fight back but he's gonna put a stop to it and i don't know that that's coming out and saying that's gonna help him i don't that's not necessarily gonna make hecklers show oh, okay i guess we'll be quiet now no oh we can't say that oh, okay what we won't say that. We'll come up with something else. That's just probably going to add fuel to the fire. Uh, wasn't smart to me on his part. Pretty oversensitive. I, if somebody says Westbrook, it's just a, it's just a semi-clever thing to criticize you about the ill-advised shots that you take that are often bricks. So I would just say toughen up a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, nobody is, nobody is reasonable as supporting, uh, abusive criticism toward you and especially not your family. But if a fan, some goober fan wants to yell Westbrook while you're out there playing and miss a shot, laugh it off and move, move on or make a play. It just seems to say, just play better. Yeah. Just play better. <laughs> I mean, I would like, I would laugh at something like that. Though I'm thinking, if it were me, like if I were a player out there, like it's all you've got to embrace. You got to embrace being the bad guy. It's like a heel wrestler. You got to embrace being the bad guy, being the person that's heckled, not liked. Like at let that fuel your game. You think that you think that would have bothered like a Michael Jordan or something? He would have tripped out and said, "Okay, well, watch this." You know, um, when Kayvon Allen at Florida, who is from North Little Rock, when he was at Florida, uh, would play at Bud Walton and the fans would boo him and say whatever they said to him. There's a reason he dropped like 35 a game against us. It just added yep. fuel. It added fuel to the fire. That's why I was, I was like, Kayvon Allen should have went to Arkansas with with. He would have been the all time leading scorer. He'd have been the greatest player in Arkansas history had he gone to Arkansas as much as well as he played at Bud Walton. Uh, the point is, just I mean, let that fuel your game rather than uh, get over overly sensitive about it. Just kind of a goofy thing to be bothered by. Yeah, I wonder how many Westbrook jerseys are going to get made now. I mean, it's a good T-shirt idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good T-shirt idea. I don't know if he'd come after you as far as or if he can, come hey, he, after couldn't. he couldn't. Copywriting or trademarking or something. Nah. But I mean, you can get some sales, you know, before that, before the legal process ever happened. It's taken them for, <laughs> it takes the, me knowing it takes the USPTO office at least six months to do anything. And then they're just going to say, Oh, uh, we don't know. We're we're gonna need you to pay your lawyer more money to to go through with this. It's like they're almost in cahoots together, but that's uh, annoying. They are. We won't get into that, but yeah, the point. Yeah, could be right, but yeah, I would just say don't be oversensitive about it, Russ. Or play better. Yeah, I say play better. Okay, so we went through the 
we touched up on the Lakers in a couple of ways. So in other news, uh, Deion Sanders, coach prime, uh, news came out today that he had two toes amputated. Uh, that's pretty interesting news for coach prime, uh, exp- explains the, why he was, I guess, getting around on the sideline the way he was and, you know, in various ways this season. Well, he said he about lost his whole leg, right? So I believe so. He went through a lot. You know, he, he went through a lot. You could, you could tell that just in his interviews or, or just seeing him on the sideline in a chair or whether it was the scooter or whatever it was, but, uh, hate, hate that for him, but. Yeah, ho, ho, you know, coach, Co- ho, coach Prime is all good now, and and he's got his other eight. So, yeah, he can still coach, still got his swag, all that. But anyway, interesting news for the day. But, you know, prayers out to Coach Prime. Hope he's doing all right. And uh, lastly, the Carolina Panthers, like I said, big day in pro football. Said they're listening to offers for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, what what would you give up for Christian McCaffrey? <coughs> Off button. Uh, they're gonna ask for I at least their multiple first round picks. Yeah, I'd figure a few, you know, a few first rounders and some instant few, starters. Huh? I would yeah. not. I would not trade if I were a GM, I would not trade for Christian McCaffrey unless I was a piece away. And that was like the one piece I needed was like a dynamic, like slasher back or something like that. That's the only, like, I'm trying to think oh. of who would be a good fit. Like I, mean, I could I see misread that. I, I, you said, yeah, I thought you meant what would you ask for him? I didn't, you know, what you give up for him is a different story. <laughs> Correct. I mean, what? Well, Carolina's uh, obviously get, they're going to ask for multiple first round picks. They're they're going to ask for, oh, for yeah, more than course. one. Yeah. Um, we we know what they're going to ask. It's just what would you give up? But as far as me, the only I would I would not even trade for him if I'm a GM unless I was like a piece away. Like the a team that I could see it making sense with is like a uh, Tennessee. You know, just somebody that can, although they're not really built for that, it can give you like a different look. Yeah, uh, change of pace. I mean, that, that could help. That could help uh, Tannehill out too. Um, they're saying that they're going to look to draft their quarterback of the future, possibly later in the first round. I don't get that. I don't think you should do that with this class. I think you should see what Tannehill's. I mean, we know what he's got, but I mean, he, he's. Yeah, he, he's not going to be necessarily a difference maker, but I think he can win with Tannehill. You just but add another piece around him rather than look to replace him because this window is pretty small for Tennessee, I would think. So I would look to I would look to add a piece in the draft that can benefit you now rather than look to find his replacement. But that's just me. Uh, I think. As far as McCaffrey goes, I think he could fit with a Tennessee, though, just somebody that can give a different look and spell Derrick Henry, just, like I said, another weapon. Uh, he could work in San Francisco. What if uh, Buffalo gave up uh, Singletary and Moss for him? Green, Green Bay, even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. 
I mean, I mean, you, you put him with a dynamic, you, you put him with a elite quarterback. Yeah. He's, it's going to be a difference maker, but what do you have to give up to get him? Uh, yeah. That's going to be the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I can only see like a team like Tennessee, uh, really kind of benefiting from that. Like, okay, we'll, we'll give you a, a first and a second or, you know, something like, or two first or whatever. See, that's the thing. I would not give up that no, much give for up two first. No, I see. I wouldn't, first I would, a third maybe. I wouldn't even give up a first. Like, I, I, two, I would not. Two second rounders. Yeah. Carolina's going to want more than that. Well, yeah, of course they are. But for, I, I'm, we know what they're going to ask. They're going to ask for multiple first round picks. I would not give up a single first round pick for him. To I just wouldn't. I don't. I don't think I would unless they are just an obvious Hall of Famer, difference maker, like an Adrian Peterson. I wouldn't draft a first. I wouldn't draft a running back in the first round if I were a GM. Ever. I mean, you can. <clears throat> some are some are better than others, obviously, but I just wouldn't do it. I would I would put my value. I would build my team from the inside out. You know, start with the interior and expand, and add in free agency or whatever I had to do. But I've, yeah, I, I just as far as the running back position in general, it's not what it was when we started watching football in the late 80s and early 90s where it was i mean when we were kids i didn't want to be a quarterback you know nowadays everybody wants to be the quarterback and i didn't want to be a quarterback i wanted to be the running back i want to be a running back for sure yeah, they're, they're the ones that made all the plays i mean we it was a run oriented game you know when we were growing up emmett smith oh, yeah. barry sanders Bo jackson yeah it, <laughs> it was sanders, just emmett smith yeah, it was uh, it was a different game then. So running backs were drafted higher. They were top five picks. They were number one picks. Uh, it was it was common as the game changed and became more wide open, spread out. You know, throwing it uh, the bulk of the time. I mean, I, I still think you need a balanced attack. But there are a lot of running backs out there. Like, I mean, you you need a build, you need a solid offensive line no matter what. And that that's where I would spend my draft picks. But it's it's just a different game now. And I personally wouldn't draft a running back in the first round. The only time I would even think about it would be if I just really needed one and if they're like a Adrian Peterson, like an obvious this guy's gonna be he's going to make us better yeah. but as far as McCaffrey goes they can listen uh some some GM is going to overpay for him probably but I wouldn't be one of them I wouldn't give up a first rounder for him no like that could... like the Panthers wouldn't accept my offer I'd be like I'll give you a and this is just if I really needed one like if I was like a you know a Tennessee a Green Bay where I think he could benefit there. Um, a San Francisco, where you got somebody besides Debo Samuel. 
Yeah, I mean McCaffrey and Debo, that'd be an interesting duo. That's and McCaffrey has trouble staying healthy too. That's the yeah. other thing. The most I would even think about would be like a second and a fourth. So, I mean, heck, it's. I mean, it sounds pretty possible that he could, you know, and can't work out a deal, and he what they could possibly cut ties and he hits free agency, right? No, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean they're not gonna just let him walk. I mean, he is a he's a big hit to the cap for sure. But he is, but I, they're not contending in any way. Uh, it gets something for him. You know, I, I get something, get what you can for him. No, no team is going to get better in the the draft really this year. You got Kenny Pickett, who's coming to the league at twenty four and has the tiniest hands, <laughs> and and all of. But is it, I just seen one tweet come up as like, uh, Pickett's hands are eight and a half inches big. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I don't know what mine are, but it's. I mean, I couldn't be. They probably they probably ain't too far off. No, I don't. I don't think they're <laughs> far off. You need to have big hands to be able to throw a pigskin around the field he can do them uh brandon allen stretches and get that extra <laughs> what they say he got like an extra half an inch or something from the stretches well that's the thing kenny pickett's been doing that you know he he they say <laughs> he they said he did that like regularly so uh, how's to, it to try and do that was it from the pinky to the thumb i have no idea is that all it is i don't know dude that's how they do it i have no idea Oh, well, I'm not that far off then. I, I mean, how? I mean, there's only huh. so many ways you can measure the freaking hand. I mean, I guess it's uh, to me, it's one of two ways. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't not, know. not sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, had, I was about to say, how did we get off on that topic? But then, then I, I have no idea. Well, yeah, I remember now. It's like you're not gonna, you're not oh, gonna yeah. get, get better in the this year's draft. Drafting a quarterback, anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, who would you even take? Like, like Kenny Pickett, sure. Uh, Matt Coral at Ole Miss, and and I don't see him as like a starter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. In the NFL, like, at this least. is yeah, this is not a good year for it for no, QB. It's not. Uh, good year for wide receiver, not a good year for quarterback. And I'm sure linemen and defensive linemen with Jordan Davis. Oh, we 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 could yeah. touch up on that a little bit. What do you run a four eight uh, forty at the combine? No way. Yes. Yeah the <laughs> the six six. You didn't hear about this? <laughs> no. Yeah, the six six three hundred and fifty pound Georgia. Oh my god! Refrigerator. Could you imagine that hitting you? I think it was something like a four eight two. Uh, yeah, at the combine and like at his, and like, but at Georgia, like he ran like a four seven eight or something. Dude. To be that big and that fast is just not that it. I see that's a thing it. I don't know that it really matters that much. I mean, that's 
like how fast can you get off the ball? Because it's not like he's going to have to necessarily go chase anybody down. And but chasing down a quarterback, I mean, you're going to get through that line. It matters a little bit. You think he's ever hit someone at full speed? Oh gosh, I hope. Yes, and then they're they're drinking out of a well, yeah, they're eating out of a straw now for the rest of their life. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I remember la- genuinely laughing in the national championship game when Alabama's running back got the ball and just ran into him, and it was just like a it just stopped. You know, it was like running into a wall <laughs> and then falling backwards. Like I just genuinely started laughing just because it was that comical. I was like, yeah, you're just not supposed to be that big and, and strong and fast. Yeah. Like you, you have even no, running that way. <laughs> you have no, you have no chance going up against that. Uh, you know he's, you know he's um, undefeated in like the Oklahoma drill, or Blood Alley as we called it. Yeah, nobody, no lineman wanted to go block him. I would have done it just to see how badly I would have gotten beaten. Like, let's just see how this goes. Like, like let's just see what happens. Like, you know, it's going to be bad. Like, let's just see how bad it gets. Yeah, it'd be like uh, <laughs> that first first couple of high school practices on steroids. Uh, yeah, uh, he, yeah, to say the least. And he's projected to go like late in the first round. Or like the mid to late first round. I'm surprised it's not higher. I mean, I'm sure teams need linemen. Yeah. But I figured a guy like that with being able to do something like that, go a little higher than that. I mean, he could. We'll see what happens. You know, Teddy Bridgewater was a projected, uh, not first round pick, but like, actually. What did wasn't he the same draft draft class as Cam Newton? No, I think that was Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, that was Blaine Gabbert. Everybody was saying they should take Blaine Gabbert <laughs> over Cam, and I was like, no, take Cam, take a national champion Heisman Trophy winner rather than a guy who played in the spread at Mizzou and had like and had like mediocre numbers. Like, that was the thing; his numbers were not impressive. Blaine Gabbert, and I just I did not get the whole. You know, this is the number one quarterback on the one. I was like, why? Like, did y'all watch? Did y'all see Auburn this year? Like, at all? Like, uh, I'm going to go with the Heisman Trophy winner. And it worked for a while. Um, and we, and I think, yeah, and Blaine Gabbert's still in the league, though. He's just not playing. He's riding, man, he's riding pond somewhere. And he, in Tampa, he was Brady's backup. Money. He was Brady's backup. And this is how good he is. He's not going to be the guy in Tampa Bay. They're going <laughs> to yeah. go get somebody didn't else. even think about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't even know where he was at. So uh, I only knew because I watched the Bucks games because, you know, Brady. I was like, oh, that's where Blaine Gaffer is. So, yeah, we saw, we saw how that went. So not a, good, not a good draft class for quarterbacks, ladies and gents. But we have... Had enough fun here for the night. This is episode 19 of Shoe Booty Sports. We're going to get out of here now. Uh, We'll have college hoops action, tournament action for you next week, among all the other fun stuff that goes on in the sports world, which there's always something going on. But episode 19, 
that's the conclusion. Again, find us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. Um, check us out on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. Hit the hit the subscribe button to the YouTube channel here, and also check out RhinoRaces.com for info on our sponsor and that uh, awesome race series, the best running series out there, hands down. No one even questions it. So pretty dope medals. Oh, beat super dope medals, buckles, merch. They got it all. Uh, visit rhinoraces.com today and check us out next weekend for episode 20. Episode uh, 20. Episode yeah. 20. But until then, we're signing out. Deuces till next time.